Welcome to the Restoration Pros Unplugged Podcast. In each episode, we're going to bring you insightful interviews and discussions with top restoration industry leaders. We're also going to delve into their business, the strategies that made them successful, and most importantly, the valuable lessons they've learned along the way. I'm your host, Clinton James. I'm also the Chief Marketing Officer at Water Restoration Market. We're a digital marketing agency dedicated to helping restoration companies nationwide secure more high-value water jobs. Now, this show, it aims to provide you with the knowledge and tools you need to excel in the restoration industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Restoration Pros Unplugged podcast. I am your host, Clinton James, and this is sponsored by my agency, Water Restoration Marketing. Today, I'm lucky to be joined by Cody Allison. Cody is the owner of Restoration, uh, I'm sorry, Generation Contractors out of Smyrna, Tennessee. Cody, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, I'm very happy to be here, Clint. You guys have been a, a huge partner for us, and uh, we, we love it. Awesome. Um, for those that don't know you, my audience here, tell them a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got into the restoration space. Yeah, so I was actually a catastrophic adjuster for, um, goodness, almost 14 years. Um, worked Started back in 03 or so when there was three or four large hurricanes that hit uh, Florida. Um, so started off there, uh, ran all over the country. And then uh, probably seven years ago, decided to hop off on the general contractor side of things and kept it still catastrophic events. So we would go to go to these events, build some teams up and mostly do the reconstruction. We did some mit, but not uh, I didn't realize what I didn't know back then. Right. I guess you could say. So we did some mid, but it was a very small amount. And then we would we would completely rebuild most of the homes. I think our largest was probably uh, after Hurricane Michael. Um, couple of years back on the Panhandle of Florida. And we built probably 55 uh, rebuilt homes, uh, all large scale okay. homes. So well, that's how well, I kind of got started and jumped over to the side. All right. Awesome. What year did you start Generation Contractors? That was actually 2015. 2015. Okay. And when did you, because I know you guys do a lot more than just restoration services. Did you guys start by doing restoration services and add the additional stuff or did you guys add restoration after the fact? So in our case, we added restoration after the fact. Um, We, so over the years, I've owned some roofing companies um, and I was really focused on the roofing side of things. And of course, post catastrophic events, mainly hurricanes, I saw the, the 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 need more so on the front end, of course, of mitigating the properties, drying them out, and then it was easy to then transition to rebuild the whole property, especially when resources are diminished as they are after a catastrophic event. Mm-hmm. So that's why we. Oh, you cut out there for me, Cody. <laughs> a little technical uh, difficulty. You know, that's uh, technical that's okay. That'll happen. Now say what you were saying again, Cody. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we really started from uh, doing roofing in the beginning and then um, doing the catastrophic events as we did mainly hurricanes. It was apparent to us that people needed needed more help in the beginning, drying things out. And it was an easy transition for us, of course, to continue to work with them throughout the whole whole um, event from start to finish. And it was more fulfilling for us, right? We got to see these people and we got to, t- to take them to their, to their end. And it's a highly emotional situation, you know, after a hurricane, your whole house is just trash. So being able to hold their hand through that was 
was cool, man. It's it's unique. It's a unique experience if you've never worked a hurricane before to actually go in and. You were muted again. Say that last part again, Cody. Yeah, so it's a unique experience to to be able to take something from the devastation that it's in to to completion. You know, pretty um, awesome. I uh, do have a little bit of a background on roofing um, and work with a lot of companies that have done storm chasing. It takes a special kind of person to live out of a hotel or an Airbnb for extended periods of time, especially guys that have families. How long were you actually doing the storm chasing yourself? How many years did you spend living that lifestyle? Yeah, so um, goodness, I guess it was 15 years. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, four kids. So. <laughs> Long enough to where my wife told me, when the oldest is in high school, I'm done. I'm done. And we really we saw some cool things, and the family would come with me at times. But it is it's a different way to live, you know. Um, even if you get a home, which we did multiple times, and house people up, it's a different way to live. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Now, you uh, unlike um, a lot of the clients that I work with are franchisees, right? And their business model is a lot different than some restoration companies in that they don't do contents, they don't do rebuild, they focus. Uh, exclusively on the mitigation work there. Um, I, I understand that, um, but it sounds like you have a much better experience working with a homeowner through the entire process there. Everything from mitigation work to contents to... Re Do you want to walk everybody through kind of what went into your mind in terms of making the decision to be a full-service restoration business? Uh, so full transparency, I guess, initially coming from the catastrophic market to a to a market that obviously didn't have a catastrophic event here in Nashville, the Nashville area. Um, I knew I probably needed to leverage as much as, as, as we could here, but also kind of deep down, I like knowing that the customer knows that they can depend on us from the start to finish that, you know, cause I feel, and this is not the case necessarily, but for me, it feels like we're almost abandoning, abandoning the customer, right. We're tearing everything out and saying, good luck, go try, you know, good luck, go try to find somebody. Um, so yeah, for me, it's just the fulfillment of taking them to the end. Is it easy? No, right. It's definitely not <laughs> the easiest thing to do. It would be much easier just to stop, uh, after the mitigation part, but to me, it's just the rewarding part of it, right? Just knowing that they've got somebody to depend on, they don't have to worry about anything else. And that's just my heart. You know, a, a lot of folks would argue that, hey, the, the margins are so much better on the mitigation work than the restoration work on the back. But I, I think you're right. I think it's a better experience for the homeowner to have one company come in and do the entire thing. And I also know that the insurance companies would rather prefer working with one company for the entire project than two or three companies that are each doing a, a portion of the restoration work there. So did you ever, when you were looking to dip your toes into getting into the restoration uh, space, did you ever consider potentially becoming like a franchisee for one of these large nationwide companies? Yeah, there was a couple of times we had conversations um, with a couple of different, uh, albeit lesser known franchises, you know, the ones that were uh, just getting started. Mm -hmm. In the end, we felt like we didn't want to go that direction, but more so just so we had a little more autonomy because um, we do a little commercial work too. And yeah. it just gave us a little bit more freedom. Um, was there times where I wanted to top on board, right? Especially in the beginning to come into a non-catastrophic market. The marketing was a uh, was tough, you know, to, to get it just right and have enough work. It was tough learning that. Um, even doing it as long as I had, coming from non-cat to this was 
it was different. So yes, there were many times where I considered it, but I, in the end, I, I like the, um, the freedom to be able to do kind of whatever, uh, go in whatever direction we, we'd like to go in. Because again, we like the more, we're here for the experience for the customer. I know it sounds kind of, you know, staged or whatever, but it is true. It's our heart. We do like the experience with the customer. Awesome. Um, all right. So you, we, you and I connected through uh, a group, uh, the Restoration Entrepreneur out of Florida, uh, both Keith and Corey, great guys. Uh, they referred you to us. Full transparency. We've been doing digital marketing work for you for a while. Um, had some great successes, some, some really good highs. You know, we've worked through some lows there, but I think consistently we're able to, to generate some jobs for you. Um, you have taken the approach to really creating a network. Uh, with the folks over at the Restoration Entrepreneur and another group that you're a part of, Rise Up Kings. And that network has really helped, um, you know, improve your business. So do you want to talk a little bit about kind of what your mindset was, what the groups you went to and, and kind of how they've impacted your business so far? Yeah, absolutely. So um, initially, the Restoration Entrepreneur, I, I, we made the, the good decision to go with them in the beginning to set up a an office that again wasn't cat and they helped us walk help walk us through you know tpas what it looked like to to get started with tpas how to how to, to navigate that process which can be kind of um, cumbersome right at times so how to navigate that process and then also you know how to do the organic marketing part of it and what that what that entails and then you know what other kind of marketing you might need to, to do and then as you get that going they even helped with um you know your budgeting and and hiring what it looks like, you know, for hiring, we did the Ignite program. So they kind of walked us through the initial stages of keeping a, or starting a uh, restoration company, just all those steps you run across. It was awesome. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done it any other way. I, I would definitely recommend them in the beginning. This is not a a, a plug for for Keith and Corey and the restoration no, entrepreneur, no. but you would definitely highly recommend somebody that's new to the restoration industry to do some work and help them let you know teach you how to get those components of the business set up, wouldn't you? I would. Yeah, I'm no longer with them only because we got in a spot where I felt like we were we were good, we were going right, mm-hmm. um, and I've had conversations with them previously or, or recently about maybe doing some other stuff with them. But no, I would definitely recommend those guys just because of what they did for us initially. They don't pay I mean, me for this. They don't pay no, me for no. this, but they do good work with folks. All the restoration <laughs> companies that they've introduced me to, um, they know their stuff. They're prepared and ready to take on the additional business that we send their way. So it's, it, yeah. And it's just more of a, Hey, look, this is, this is, here's your, Here's your guide. Here's your guidebook, right? That they give you this guidebook and they help walk you through it. Now, whether you do that or not, totally up to you, right? But at least you've got those steps, and then you just you decide what direction you're going to go in. But it's if you don't know much, or if you do, like we sort of did. Either way, it's a it literally it's almost like a guidebook of okay, here are the steps you need to take, and then take them if you want. Go this direction if you want. So, yeah, it was it was it was great for us. Yeah, keeping yeah. forward. Definitely know their stuff. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. Yeah. And so um, the other group of men that I'm part of was Rise Up Kings is uh, just a group of Christian business owners. There are many different business owners within that group. Um, but it's more about just self-growth, you know, or leadership skills and and just being a better man, right? Just being a better, better leader, a better father, a better husband all around. And that has that's had a humongous impact on my life, both personally, I'd say almost more personally than it has in business, because that's that's where God has shown me I needed most work, you know? So yeah, it's been great. 
there, there's one specific individual in there. You told me he's also in the restoration space, and he's been a great resource for you in terms of identifying alternative lead sources and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about what what uh, what he's been able to show you. Yeah, so uh, Skyler Lewis is actually the um, he's the one that started Rise Up Kings, and he owns a restoration company in California, Superior Restoration. Um, so often when Skyler's doing some of his uh, his trainings or or different things, we we do some deep dives into, I get to see some industry specific things that, that sort of open my eyes to the way he, that he's doing things, uh, which is are his proven methods. So yeah, most recently I saw that, um, and I've known this, we just haven't put enough value or, or put enough attention on it, but the, the plumber relationships are humongous and, and any other sub trades like that. So we were really starting to dive, dive deep into, um, into those sort of relationships more so than we have in the past. Well, let's talk about the plumber relationship there, because um, I've had a challenging set of conversations with one of my clients. Um, we do PPC, right? So we do paid ads for restoration companies trying to get them additional water jobs. Um, one thing that I can't control as a digital marketer is the keywords and search terms that somebody, a homeowner, has in their head that they use to describe whatever water damage they're experiencing, right? Right. I can use data to tell me which ones have the highest likelihood of turning into site visits and jobs, but there's always going to be people that use specific words to describe something that might need a plumber's attention before it needs a restoration company's attention. So he would field calls and he would be dismissive of the opportunity because he didn't have a relationship established with a plumber uh, or a talk track that would at least leave him in the running to get the restoration business when that was taken up and taken care of there. Um, you uh, are going to do the opposite, right? So tell me a little bit about the phone calls that you field occasionally that might be plumber uh, inquiries, how you've been able to uh, leverage your relationship with plumbers, your experience there to make sure that if there's an opportunity to do restoration work, you're still going to get that restoration job. Yeah. You know, and there's been time, times in the past we haven't done this yet, but we were considering buying the plumbing leads and passing them off to the plumbers, right? Or, or getting, allowing us to accept those plumbing leads and passing them off. And another big part of it is oftentimes plumbers don't even know how to refer us. So just having that conversation with them, look, they might come in and there's a leak behind a toilet, right? Or near a vanity and the waters, they clean up the water. There might be a little bit of mold around there and maybe some discoloration. They think the water's taken care of. Why would they need to call us? There's no more water, right? Which is, but what they don't realize is yes, indeed there is, right? There's water underneath the flooring. There's the subfloor is wet. You know, the, the drywall behind it, maybe even the next room or the floor underneath it is wet, but they don't know. They don't, whether they know that or not, they don't connect the dots with that. So Showing them that, even giving giving them a photo of a before and after, right? Here's here's what you might encounter. Here's what's really going on. Maybe a, a thermal, you know, a thermal uh, camera shot of what the, where what the water is really doing, and allowing them to show customers and saying, "Look, there's nothing wrong." It, have them come by and take a look, right? You might have mold back there. There's you don't know until they come and take a look at it. But just little things like that to show them how to refer us, because oftentimes they don't know how to refer, and then we're we're an asset to them. Yeah. We're we're helping their customer out, creating more value for their customer. And um, yeah, and, and ultimately, the more plumbing leads we get in, the more we get to them, then they yeah. get there, start to give us more leads. It's just, it's a relationship, right? Spill that relationship. Uh, let's talk about another relationship that you've been able to cultivate recently. Now, you've got a background as an adjuster there. So that kind of puts you a little bit ahead of the curve. 
Um, one of the interesting lead sources that have really taken off for you recently is a relationship with one of the local uh, adjusters in your market. So tell me a little bit about how that relationship started and why it's been able to be successful for you. Yeah, so met this adjuster on a claim, uh, just like any other, right? Um, and I wrote the file, wrote up the 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 estimate for the file, and he liked the way we we wrote our estimate. So he got really busy and said, "Look, would you mind going?" Oh, yeah. Let me start that over. No problem. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I met the adjuster um, on a claim just like any other, and I wrote the file up and actually offered to send him the ESX file, right? The Xactimate file, which not a lot of folks do, but it makes their job easier because if they want to put their name on it, they can. They don't have to rewrite the entire file. But him knowing that, he asked me to go look at a couple other jobs for him because he didn't have time to look at them. And I knew that I probably, you know, there's a chance I may not get these. He just wants me to write them up for him, right? Right. So we did a couple like that. And now we probably get from, from him and the and the other adjusters he referred, I'd say probably 30 to 40% of our work comes from that one adjuster and the, the other adjusters that he's referred us to. Oof. That is an awesome and relationship. It is. It is. And it, it started off just by, look, I'm willing to write some estimates for you. And I and I still on occasion, but there's maybe one out of 10 that I'll write and not get. Totally acceptable. They've cost me nothing. Yeah, I was going to say that. Uh, I think That's most right. of uh, most of our audience would do that, uh, that, that deal nine times out of 10 there. No problem at all. Um, yes. All right. So a lot of times when um, a restoration company and an adjuster show up at a site, it's kind of an adversarial relationship more than it is. But you decided, hey, rather than having an adversarial relationship with these adjusters, I'm going to befriend them and see if there's a, a way for me to leverage this opportunity to maybe get some additional business down the road. Um, I think that's a mindset thing. Uh, and I think the fact that you used to work in that space probably gives you a little bit of an advantage when you're having those conversations there. So, Yeah, I think it does. Um, I think it does. But then again, you know, I'm... I'm there. I I would look at it no matter if it's an adjuster or anybody else. I'm I'm there as a tool, right? I'm not there to tell them how to do their job or or argue with them. I'm just another tool in their belt. I'm there to help, right? And and ultimately we're, we're working together. You need to get this thing closed. I need to get it paid. So how can we best work together? You know, just look at it like that. It's like if you get pulled over by by a cop, right? Why argue it? Just move. Let's let's move forward together and get the best result. And that's what I try to do with the adjusters or any other customer. I want the best result for you and for me. It's a win-win, right? Awesome. So I know we do some digital marketing work for you and help generate water restorations that way, uh, water restoration jobs that way. Uh, the adjusters, obviously, it sounds like those relationships are really paying dividends in terms of putting extra business in there uh, on the schedule for you. Um, you're going to start increasing the number of plumbers that you're reaching out to and looking to cultivate those relationships. What else is next for you in terms of generating and kind of growing your business? Yeah, so our plumber push is going to be pretty big. Um, we're, and, and it's, I'll say a little more on plumbers. It, uh, what I'm finding is it's not, it's not necessarily um, given money or referrals. Some of them do want money, but you got to find out what they want. 
right? Some of them may not want money. Some some of them may want to know their customers are taken taken care of. Some right. of them might want um, free dryouts, right? Because they make mistakes. The bigger companies often want some maybe some free dryouts. I had a friend of mine that used to buy a free pair, a free tire every time he got a referral because this huge plumbing company that he did the owner did not like dealing with the service of all his all his vans and and uh, and service of it up <laughs> of the vans. Okay. So every four referrals he'd pull in and get they get all four new tires. So just think it outside the box with plumbers has been kind of an eye-opening deal for me um but yeah that's that's going to be a really big push for us and then i think we're we i'm not i think um i need to watch my language right we are going to start every customer we have and i know a lot of folks already do this but what is your agent putting in the agent in our crm and just reached out to the agent letting them know hey look we're taking care of your customer if you have any questions or thing anything comes up please give us a call and that's the easy way to transition uh, into an agent relationship. Um, and that, those are becoming less and less because there's less and less agents out there and we're all going to call in online. But while they're still here, we're going to cultivate as many as we can. Awesome, man. You are, are definitely a relationship person. So I, I look at the reasons that people get into the restoration space. Some of them just because they've got a background as general contractors. Some of them did maybe carpet cleaning and upholstery, and this seemed like the natural segue for them. Um, obviously, you've got experience as an adjuster and a general contractor, um, but I don't think that that's the reason that you stay in the restoration space. Um, just from the conversations that you and I have had, what's your favorite part about being in restoration? I, I know the money's good. Don't get me wrong. And we all right. have to be able to, to live a great life, take care of our family. Um, but for you, it's different. So tell me a little bit about why personally you really enjoy being in the restoration space. So. I'd say for me, it is it, it is the relationship. Just like, for instance, you know, you go into an older older couple's home, right, and they're sort of shy about, especially with contractors, right. We all there's always a bad and are often a bad uh, connotation with contractors, but just easing their mind that hey, we're here to take care of you, and then just walking them through it all, and by the end, you've made a friend, right, and you've truly changed their experience to what it from from a devastating. You know, my floods, my house has been flooded or the, the house caught on fire to, hey, we put it back together and we've also had an impact on your life. That's tr truly what keeps me going back to doing it. It's what I love to do when we had catastrophic events and it's still what I continue to love to do. It's the hardest part for me to get out, to get out of in the business and, and work as the owner CEO is right. to not go out in the field because I love it so much. I love the conversations in, in the interaction. So that's been the hardest part to get me out of the field. <laughs> well, uh, you're definitely doing something right, man. Cody, I, I appreciate you giving me so much time. Um, for our audience, thank you for sticking around. Uh, if you like what you heard today, Conversations like this with restoration professionals and entrepreneurs like Cody, please subscribe. Um, Cody, thank you again for your time. I appreciate it. Um, I like tell folks, stay safe, stay dry, and stay busy, my friend. I love it. Right. Have a great one. Thanks, Cody. You got it, brother. Thank you for listening to the Restoration Pros Unplugged podcast. If you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe, share, and also leave us a five-star review. We'll be back with more interviews and discussions with restoration industry leaders really soon. In the meantime, if you're a restoration company looking to add more high-value water jobs, you can reach me and my team at warrestorationmarketing.net. Again, that's warrestorationmarketing.net. I look forward to hearing from you soon.